All right, welcome, boys and girls, to another episode of the IDP Plus podcast. And Matt, it is Labor Day weekend, and we are only a few sleeps away from football finally being back. How excited are you? We finally made it. We can talk about some real games. We don't have to be making up hypotheticals because there's going to be actual right. football to watch uh, in just a few, like you said, a few sleeps. We're, we're almost there. We made it. So for all the good boys and girls this week, we are kind of previewing uh, the games here from an IDP standpoint, and we're also going to give you some of our uh, betting picks. So there's there's some plus for you this week. Uh, so we're going to jump right in. We're going to talk about, you know, maybe some storylines or uh, IDP pertinent information that we're looking for. We're going to go game by game here. So we're going to start right off with Thursday's game, uh, the Detroit Lions at the Kansas City Chiefs. For IDP purposes, we are looking at, let's start with the Lions. Uh, there has been, I think, pretty much official confirmation that Brian Branch will be starting as the slot cornerback for the Detroit Lions, which in this particular game, guarding probably Travis Kelsey most of the game, sounds like he could be off to a wicked start uh, for IDP purposes. So is there anything else uh, you're looking for in the Lions, Matt, and touch on the branch stuff? Yeah, first of all, what a way to kick off the season. Like the <laughs> Lions have so much, so much hype, and obviously the Chiefs are the Chiefs, so they'll be exciting no matter what. Uh, yeah. Absolutely love that. And I've been hyping up Brian Branch the entire year, so I'm pretty ecstatic about this news coming out. But yeah, in terms of what are the Lions doing, I mean, I'm looking for, you know, is Aiden Hutchinson going to make that leap, right? Like he's been being drafted pretty high. Uh, he obviously had some couple of big breakout games last year, but can he make the, the next step up that we sort of all expect him to do? Uh, but no, otherwise, it really is that secondary. There's a lot of turnover there on the line. So I'd like to see who gets the playing time and where and see if those reports are accurate. Right. I think the other important thing that we're going to be looking at is Jack Campbell's usage um, at the linebacker. I was reading a couple of Detroit blogs, and apparently Derek Barnes is listed as technically the second starter alongside Alex Anzalone. Now, is this going to be one of those just, you know, things that they're doing for show and Barnes is going to play the first series and then Campbell will be in the rest of the game. I'm not sure it'll be maybe to that extreme, but we definitely want to watch and see uh, how Campbell makes out in this game. I, I think we've been touting it pretty much leading up to the whole season. Like Jack Campbell might get off to a slow start. We definitely like him as more of a second half of the year play. So if you're looking to slot him in as a starter right away, unless you're in, a crazy like super deep dynasty league i think you should be playing it a little more cautious with Derek barnes being listed as the starter so yeah there are only a few rookies that you'd really other than in these super deep leagues that I'd feel actually confident rolling out in any capacity which we'll talk about them later well in the next game when we talk about the texans right yeah. but like really other than will anderson when i say a couple yeah. Like him, I, if, even Brian Branch, like I think he has the chance to be really good in this game, right? But you're not rolling him out there with any sort of amount of confidence. So unless you're in those deep leagues, let's just see how they're used uh, and temper expectations, at least to start the year. Uh, we do expect the Jack Campbells of the world to be very good eventually. Uh, just mm -hmm. maybe, maybe not week one. Absolutely. So Lions, we're looking for, um, we think Brian Branch will be a smash. He probably is going to be the second best rookie for idp in week one at least uh 
you know, who's that second safety? Is it is it Kirby Joseph? Is it Tracy Walker alongside Gardner Johnson? We, we're going to watch out for that. And, of course, the linebackers. And who's getting, uh, you know, playing time opposite of Aiden Hutchinson on the defensive line? We assume it's going to be James Houston. He really flashed potential last year. But who knows what the Lions are going to do there. So on the Chiefs side, it's pretty much linebackers that we're looking for. Of course, Nick Bolton is going to get his right. But, it, you know, is Willie Gay going to start to lose snaps to Drew Tranquil, Leo Chanel? How is that whole, you know, are we going to go back to the dark days of IDP with Spagnolo and this uh, linebacker rotation, which kind of feels like we might be headed back that, that way. So I think, is it, are you looking for anything else on the Chiefs? Yeah, the only other one for me is uh, who lines up in that slot cornerback role. Is it Legarius Need repeating that from last year, or is it Trent McDuffie? Uh, I really like Trent McDuffie towards the last year he sort of took over that role. So that is the sweet spot for fantasy relevance, especially in cornerbacks uh, required leagues. Uh, we expect Snead to still be very relevant, but he was the guy, right? He was like yeah. number one by, by a while on the cornerback spot where he was lining up, and that kind of shifted towards the end of last year. So Looking to see if that carries over into this year or if Snead's mm -hmm. just right back into that that very fantasy-friendly role. This game kind of has shootout written all over it, so I, I do want to see between Mike Edwards and Justin Reed who's playing in the sweet spot um, of those two safeties. I'm kind of looking for that. I'm not playing any <laughs> chief safeties in this game, although it could be a very lucrative role. It's just, I mean, if you need to, literally flip a coin. So speaking of shootout, we've got a 54-and-a-half over under total and a six and a half point spread to the chiefs uh, favor. So uh, as far as betting this game, are you going, you know, for points on the under, do you like the chiefs giving the points? Do you like the lions getting the points? What are your, what would your uh, bet takeaway be here? Yeah, I think I would take the chiefs minus six and a half. They're opening up at home. They have all that relevance uh, yeah. or the, all that um, momentum from last year. We really yeah. like the lions, Right. I just don't see that offense necessarily being able to keep up with the Chiefs offense. And obviously six and a half is a lot of points there, like a whole touchdown. But I, yeah. I kind of think we're we've hyped up the Lions a little bit too much so far and they're going to get it handed to them uh, on Thursday. I'm right there with you. I would agree if I'm going to uh, talk the total, I probably am going to go the under just because the first game of the year. Sometimes things are a little muddy, a little slow kicking off, you know, practices preseason is less. Players don't play in the preseason much anymore. So uh, as much as I'm a big over better normally, if I have to pick this game, I'm going the under. Brings us to our next game, the Texans at the Ravens. IDP uh, landscape, Will Anderson, is he just going to be rushing the passer? Or is he going to be you know, all over the field, possibly coverage, possibly giving us tackle floors? I think that's one of the big things we're looking for the Texans on that exciting rookie. Who else are you looking at on the Texans for IDP? Yeah, mostly that. And and yeah, the linebackers, to be honest, uh, we know they yeah. released Christian Kirksey. Uh, so we have Christian Harris and Denzel Perryman, the forever journeyman is relevant again. Uh, and just right. I think this is one of those defenses where they're gonna have a lot of snaps and they might have two linebackers that are playing 90 plus percentage of snaps, which is an awesome spot to be in for fantasy relevancy. So uh, really want to see what that looks like in reality, as yeah. well as uh, uh, P. Trey. Petra's <laughs> usage uh, with the new scheme. Uh, I can learn some stuff. Uh, nice. uh, and and see, because he was obviously the safety one last year. Yeah. So making sure uh, from our perspective that, yep, he's being used in the same way and we can expect similar results this year. 
probably going to be really hard to repeat uh, new system. We don't know if the coach, you know, the coach brought one of his guys, um, Jimmy Ward over from the 49ers to also play next to or with Petrie uh, in the state as safety uh, in that, in that back backfield. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets the same usage and same ceiling. Uh, we're, we're obviously tempering a little bit. I mean, he's still a really great talent. Uh, by the way, Denzel Perryman is on your waivers, depending on how deep or shallow your leagues are. I mean, if you're even starting two linebackers, go check your waiver wire for Denzel Perryman. Uh, while he's healthy, I mean, he's definitely got top 12, top 15-ish uh, linebacker one upside. So go check your waivers for him. Don't make any crazy decisions or moves. Check our rankings over at idpguys.org, of course. But Denzel Perryman, especially for a week one, maybe you had some injury issues or things like that, or you're just really light at linebacker, go check for him. So, uh, yeah, not much as Texans, the pass rushers. We've got Greener, you know, maybe outside of Anderson, but it feels like it's going to be another giant rotation. We saw some old vets be relevant last year. Might be the case again. There's going to be somebody who comes out of nowhere that nobody was thinking about with, like, a sack and a couple of tackles. So uh, let's just let that shake itself out. Not not too much to project there. Uh, on the Ravens side, um, you know, what is Kyle Hamilton going to do, right? Is that That's the main thing we're looking at for IDP in the Ravens, right? Yeah, I think the rest of that defense is pretty well established, yeah. right? Uh, we expect the Texans to maybe be a little rough with their rookie quarterbacks. So uh, if you are looking to, you know, stream cornerbacks or or defensive backs, like I do like the Ravens uh, if they are still available because we expect the Ravens to be up pretty quick and then the Texans are going to have to try to come back through the air uh, with a rookie quarterback who's prone to making mistakes, presumably. Uh, so really like the Ravens defensive backs. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, is Hamilton going to take over the role that we've all been drafting him as, right? Uh, didn't do a whole lot last year, but we know graded extremely well. Uh, and now uh, that he, in theory, has the spot on the defense, that he's going to be a fantasy menace. Uh, and we've all been drafting him as a top five guy. Uh, is he actually going to live up to that? And he has an absolute excellent chance against this Texans team. Yeah, totally agree. Um, if you're playing with cornerbacks, that's, I guess, something to, to look at. I believe um, their number one... Humphrey is is possibly banged up. Uh, so they've got a slew of other guys, Rockison, Ronald Darby, um, and I think one or two other guys. So in cornerback required leagues, you might want to pay attention to that. Uh, the totals and spread for this game have got 43 and a half, and the Ravens giving 10 points. Now you talk about almost a touchdown for the Chiefs. Ravens giving 10 here. What are you doing with uh, the spreads on this game? Yeah, I'm just going to take the over in this one because uh, because who knows? Ten points is a lot of points uh, for professional athletes. I understand yeah. that the Texans we expect to be very bad. We expect the Ravens to be pretty good. But yeah. still, it's week one. Ten's a lot of points. So I don't know. I see this as a route. And again, with a lot of maybe garbage points happening later in the game, 43 like and a half. That. That's not a crazy amount of points. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take the over. I actually think the Texans are going to surprise people. I don't think they're going to be quite as bad as everyone's projecting. Uh, so I, I love the over there. I'm with you on that. If you're making me take the point spread, give me the Texans with the points. That might look foolish after week one, but I think they're going to surprise people and play a lot better than people are expecting this year. So uh, our next game then is the Panthers at the Falcons. 
Panthers have an entire a new defensive coordinator and an entirely new defensive scheme. So there's going to be a lot of information to take away from this game. So what we're looking for is mainly Jeremy Chin's usage and how does the 3-4 affect the likes of Ryan Burns, Shaq Thompson, and Frankie Luvu, a pretty deep uh, core there. Because now with being 3-4, we assume Brian Burns might transition and sort of he might be standing up more um, than he ever has. So those are some of the things to look at as well as the safety users. So a lot of things here. Uh, is, is there any more you want to touch on? No, I think you nailed that out of the park. There's a lot of things to learn. So I'll be paying it. Well, we will be paying attention to all of it and we'll let you know uh, next, next Tuesday what we saw. So uh, just excited, just excited for that young team to kind yeah. of see how, how everything sort of meshes together. It feels like a system that's going to be very friendly for the guys that work out in it. And it's just, it's a little scary starting almost anyone outside of Brian Burns, though, in that system. Even a Frankie Louvu, we don't know if the role is going to be there. Again, new coordinator, new system. So a little scary. I honestly think Von Bell and Brian Burns might be the safest options this week. Uh, with Jeremy Chin slotted to play God knows where all over the place. It sounds like Von Bell could be a close to 100% uh, snap player. And, you know, depending where they're putting him on the field, we don't think it's going to be center field because they still have Xavier Woods there as well, who kind of plays that center field role, which is, you know, low fantasy for. So, uh, yeah, like I said, outside of Burns and, and maybe uh, Bell, uh, you're kind of, you know, scratching your head or, or you're going to be tinkering with your lineup, starting, not starting. So um, for the Falcons, I think it's uh, we want to see what Jesse Bates is going to do alongside with Richie Grant. Is Richie Grant going to continue uh, his momentum from last year? He was a top scorer at safety. I think, I think when people go to look back at the stats from last year, fantasy wise, I think they're kind of surprised to remember that Richie Grant really broke out last year. So is that going to continue? Is Jesse Bates going to play center field and not do a whole lot for fantasy? So um, tell me about what you're looking for on the Falcons. Yeah, I think that they also got Jeff Akuda from the Lions, mm. who was a formerly, I think, third overall pick. Uh, so there's right. a lot of turnover there on that at the defensive backfield. Uh but then also the linebackers, right? Like we, Troy yes. Anderson now is elevated in theory to LB1. Uh, they got Caden Ellis as well from the Saints who flashed nice stuff. So this is really a new defense, uh, which people, yeah. uh, a lot of names that we like in the IDP space, just be interested. I'm interested to see how they are, you know, in reality against, again, this is a Panthers team that has uh, some interesting pieces on offense, a lot of turnover there too. So uh, I think this is a very interesting game. Just want to see the usage, want to see, uh, if it is sort of rotation or if, again, Troy Anderson and Caden Ellis are like the guys, because if they are, uh, I think that's going to be very profitable this year. Totally agree. I'm really excited for both. I've got Ellis and Anderson stacked together in a few deep dynasty leagues, so I'm excited for them. The defensive line isn't really worth talking about unless you're super deep. I kind of like Calais Campbell if in defensive tackle required leagues. I think he might have a little resurgence there. Of course, you've got Grady Jarrett as a stalwart, but only for defensive tackle. If you if you play defensive line, he's very lumpy with his with his stats. And then the edge rushers, they brought in uh, Bud Dupree. He's going to be random. They brought back Lorenzo Carter. They've got Arnold Abichetti. Is he going to you know advance in his skills there? Who knows? None of them are worth touching until and probably aren't going to be all season unless injuries shake things out or somebody just 
you know, exceeds expectations and starts playing a shit ton of snaps. So uh, the, the lines in this game are the lowest over under so far, at only 39 and a half. And the Falcons giving three and a half points to the Panthers, who almost won this division last year by by only missing out a game or two. Granted, a shitty division, but what are you doing with the spreads here? Yeah, uh, I see a over-under that starts with a three, and I take the over. You just have to. Uh, you don't have to, but I think there's like the the, the Falcons' defense, right? I think while they there are a lot of big names, like I said, I think they're going to take some time figuring some stuff out. The Panthers, I think, are going to run a functional offense with Bryce Young there at the helm. Uh, you know, Miles Sanders there too. Uh, I yeah. think they're going to be able, like this. This is not that many points, right? And then the Falcons had a very good rushing attack and a very a, a more efficient offense than I think people thought. Obviously, it was not the best. People always like to hark on, like, "Oh, Kyle Pitts sucked. Drake London didn't do." Blah, blah, blah. It was still pretty efficient, and they can't right. have gotten worse at quarterback. Uh, and they added a nice weapon, a very nice weapon in Bajan Robinson. So I right. see this as one of those games where you sort of kind of don't want to watch it, right? You kind of like shut your eyes and, and pray for the over. <laughs> but I think you like you look up in the fourth quarter and it's, it'll be right there. So I would take the over. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, give me give me the Panthers with the points that, it, you know, Vegas is saying on a neutral field, they only think the Falcons are half a point better than the Panthers. So, and then if I'm betting a game like this and taking the underdog with such a low po point spread, just give me the Panthers money line, sprinkle a little bit on there, get yourself some better odds. So hmm. that's what I'm going with on that. I can't wait to reflect on this. I'm such a bad gambler. So this is going to oh. be really fun to track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of us, uh, or for those of you following at home. Yeah. I'm also very bad. So pretty much whatever I say, just do the opposite and you're going to win just a bunch of money. So yeah, there you go. There's we're your both pessimistic mushes um, with gambling, but we like to, <laughs> throw them out there and, you know maybe maybe we'll get hot this year who knows um, the next game is the Bengals at the browns so Bengals, we also have a pretty much a whole new secondary as far as the safeties are concerned it's kind of a three-man uh battle there that we're looking uh you know, oh i did a little entendre there including jordan battle daxon hill and newcomer nick scott we expect hill and scott to be the starters as battles a rookie but you know who knows? Maybe it's a it's a three man rotation. So um, I feel like the linebackers are kind of set in place there. What about the defensive line though? We got that rookie in Miles Murphy. Yeah, we interested to see how much he plays, right? Because there right. really hasn't been a whole lot of turnover in terms of the stalwarts on that defense, other than the defensive back, which you so eloquently put out already. Uh, because you still got Trey Hendrickson, you still have Sam Hubbard, you know, consummate professionals, like maybe not the biggest names. Uh, we've kind of fallen off on them a little bit, but they're still yeah. good. Like they're still good players. Uh, so yeah, for me, I think the focus is in that defensive backfield and just seeing yeah. who gets the snaps and how they're all being utilized. Yeah, not not much to, to look for there except for the safety. So um, the Browns, kind of a similar situation. New safeties there. Juan Thornhill's in town. Rodney McLeod is here. And then Grant Delpit coming over from last year. I believe he's battling an injury, though. So that might affect mm -hmm. uh, week one games. Touch on the linebackers, too, though. There's some question marks there, possibly. Well, there's a million question marks for the Browns. Yeah, that, the that was Browns. sort of the, the easy, low-hanging joke last year. Like, who the heck is playing for the Browns at the linebacker spot? We still don't know how people are going to be utilized. Like, there's a lot of talk about JOK, uh, Jeremiah Owusu, Koromoa sort of, you know, coming back up to the back to where he was a couple years ago in his rookie campaign. 
we don't freaking know. So again, it's, it's a pretty easy thing. And you're going to hear us talk about this in a lot of these positional battles where we just need to, we can do our best guess, right? Yeah. We do our best guess before, before the season starts, but now we finally get to see how things are, people are actually going to be used. So uh, excited to see that. I would avoid that linebacker room if at all possible mm-hmm. uh, during week one, because we don't really know. Uh, but yeah, excited to see. Yeah, it sounds like JOK, I probably am the most confident in just because he's facing Joe Burrow being more of a pocket passer. So I think he's going to have more opportunities to at least give you a decent tackle floor. Sounds like Anthony Walker is projecting as the main middle linebacker starter. Um, but Sione Takitaki's there really did a nice job when he got a chance last year. Unfortunately, I believe towards ACL, some major injury towards the end of last year so he's still kind of on the men i believe he's they didn't put him on popper ir so i believe he's going to be available for week one but probably brought on very slowly to begin the year so kind of a mess there um outside of miles garrett uh i think you know zadarius smith is there so we're going to be excited to see him across from miles garrett i'm excited to see what kind of uh snap share uh okonkwano um gets in week one i was i was excited they brought him in on a nice contract over from the texans i have him in some really deep dynasty league so i'm hoping uh he he gets a shot to get the borough that week so um the lines here are the Bengals giving two and a half the over under at 47 and a half oh boy i know these are the games it's like pass (laughs) yeah uh i guess sorry uh, sorry, our editor Grant, uh, video editor. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna take the Bengals minus two and yeah. a half. I don't feel great about it. I feel more confidence in that. This is one of those games where I think we'll look back on it as like, of course, it was 34 to 24 blowout. But the other yeah. side of things, like Burrow's hurt, right, or was hurt, so we don't know what that offense is gonna look like. The uh, Deshaun Watson didn't look great as the Browns quarterback last year. Grant, he has had the entire offseason, right? But this could also be another just grinded out divisional game as we come to expect from the AFC North. So I'll take the field goal uh, for the Bengals for the team, I think, who's a better team uh, and just hold my breath. I like that. And the, yeah, the only re- listen, two and a half would be honestly for me a smash to the Bengals if we had a fully healthy Joe Burrow. That's really the only reason I think we're not confident. I think that offense still is going to have some rust to shake off for the on the Brown side with Deshaun Watson. Did not play very well in his time back. You know, had preseason, but what's that really doing for you? So still think there's going to be some rust there. I think if Burrow's healthy enough to play, give the two and a half and, and let's let's hope we don't have to sweat it out too much i'm not touching that over under it's probably a perfect number if i'm leaning one way i guess i'll lean under for a divisional matchup but yuck (laughs) um next game is the 49ers at the steelers now this has some really interesting ramifications because do is nick Bosa signed yet not not yet so that's a problem (laughs) was not a practice as of monday so, th- so I think that's one of the big things we're looking at. Um, if Bosa is th- holding out into the season, it's a major problem. I, I didn't think it would get this far. I mean, we're coming down to the last minute here. Um, if he is out, obviously guys like Javon Hargrave, Arik Amstead, Drake Jackson all move up the rankings, but you're not super comfortable 
with anyone even, you know, maybe outside of Hargrave there. So it's definitely obviously not going to be some one-for-one replacement. You know, a lot of our degenerate diehards are going to probably jump all over Drake Jackson, and that's fine. But I don't think you can expect Bosa-type production from him. So is there any other one, anyone else? Um, did they just sign someone? Um, no, they lost. Oh, Cleveland Farrell is who I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, obviously he stinks. Just has some name value still. Maybe has a slight resurgence if, if Bosa isn't playing. He is just simply giving you something because he's out on the field. But if if Bosa's there, we expect he's probably not going to see much of the field. So, um, yeah, is there anything else for San Francisco you're looking at? I really feel like the other than the Nick Bosa stuff, the rest of that defense is we have a pretty good pulse on what to expect, right? Like we expect Talanoa Hufanga to continue to be to be great. Uh, we continue to expect Fred Warner to not be necessarily the top five option people like, but I will continue to hammer that drum. People keep fading him like he's a bust. He's a bust. No, he's not. He's just like the 15th ranked linebacker and that's okay. And that's, I think ADP caught up with him. So, uh, I, I think we have a pretty good pause on there. I think, yeah, there's the Nick Bosa fallout. Uh, yeah, Will, uh, you said Dr- it's Drake Jackson, right? Drake Jackson, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, can he take advantage of that or will it be someone else? But I think we know what the 49ers defense is going to do at this point. The only other guy I'm interested in for the 49ers, rookie Jair Brown. Um, this is safety. Might play, might kind of be a Brian Branch situation, might have earned himself a slot corner role. I don't think the news is as official as the Brian Branch stuff, but I'm very interested to see his role because his second round draft pick, I think, I think he plays right away um, and, and, and could be very good for IDP this year. A little, little sleeper guy. So totals are 49ers giving two and a half. Uh over under at 40 and a half. So low over under and basically saying that the Steelers would be a dog. Um, oh, well, they are a home dog. So home dog for the Steelers. So any any thoughts on the spread there? I think I like the home dog here. I think I people are sleeping too. on the Steelers. I uh, mm-hmm. Reports are Kenny Pickett's looking good. That mm-hmm. defense is obviously elite. Uh, I do think if Nick Bosa doesn't play, like obviously that's still a very, very good defense and they've proven they are without him, but I think that's a factor. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like a I like a good team under really good head coach uh at home, uh, you know, taking some points. So I yeah, I'll take the Steelers plus uh plus two and a half. You're welcome, Sicoli. Things change in the NFL real quick. So just because the 49ers were, you know, awesome last year doesn't mean that's gonna carry over to this year. I mean, Steelers under Tomlin. Very good home record. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, gun to my head on the total. Uh, I'll go, I'll take over on the total. It just feels a little low. It's only, uh, you know, you said over-unders with a three. We're only one or a half, half point above that. So give me the over. Um, next matchup then, oh, boy. We've got the Cardinals at the Commanders. Woo! Who's excited Ooh. for this one? Um, do you want to take take what do you what are you looking for starting with the Cardinals? Yeah, I mean the Cardinals have a you know a bunch of turnover as well <laughs> as a a bunch of people moving around. Like I earnestly, I'm in the space. Obviously, we're IDP experts, and I can't even tell you uh, where the hell people are going to be lining up there. Uh, <laughs> so for me, I mean, I'll just I'll go with linebacker slash defensive back. Like it's. 
they are clearly in tank mode. Like they don't want to win yeah. anything based on what they're doing yeah. on their offense. Uh, and I think that's also being indicated in some of the moves they're doing on the defensive side. So again, I, I am avoiding most Cardinals other than, you know, your Buda Baker or in your deeper leagues, Jalen Thompson. I think those are a couple yeah. of those, those stable people that we know what their roles are. Uh, but uh, really the, the, just seeing what the heck they do, what they put out there, and and hopefully it's consistent so we can have uh, some confidence in predicting things. But at this point, I have no idea. That noise was the perfect encapsulation of this game. Um, yeah, we want to see how what Zayvon Collins' role and and how he is deployed. Uh, we we definitely are very interested in that. Uh, we think that Kaiser White is you know the the new green dot play caller middle linebacker so another guy similar to denzel perryman go check your waiver wires um he he could have an awesome opportunity here starting in week one beyond that i mean the cardinals defensive line is gonna is a whole bunch of just the guys you know if you make me say a name uh cam thomas i believe is a second second or third year player I believe second year uh who, who could probably has the, the highest ceiling my guy Sanders was another guy there, but I believe they placed him on IR. So when he comes off, I think he's just like on the four game IR. I don't think he's out for the year. When he comes off, he's another name. But other than that, I mean, the defensive tackles are garbage. Uh, I, I, yeah, this is a bad, bad team. So taking us to the commanders uh, on that side, there most of uh, the positions I think are worked out. There's not much that we're looking at. You know, Jamin Davis got some in some trouble with the law. I haven't heard anything on that front. So I think he's avoided suspension. So it's going to be him and Cody Barton, similar to how it was him and Cole Holcomb last year. So it's going to be a frustrating year for if any owners of Davis or Barton. You know, one's going to have one good game, then the next one will have one, and you'll never pick which one on the right week. So that situation I'm not super excited about. I know a lot of people like Jamie Davis to sort of break out this year. Um, but I'm I I just think it's gonna be really frustrating uh all year long. Um defensive line is pretty much set. Cam Curl and Derek Forrest as the safeties are pretty much set. Anything else you could think of for this game? Yeah, I think it's those new pieces now they're used and or is Derek Forrest gonna eat into Cameron Curl's stats? Mm. Uh as we know. Cameron Curl, he's always been sort of the darling based off of his usage, right? But when he got hurt, Derek Forrest filled in real nicely, uh, played really well there, uh, which we've seen this in the past that might open up the the commanders to currently named commanders to say, okay, cool, Derek Forrest, you do that. And then the talented Curl like play somewhere else, right? Uh, we always say that they don't care. <laughs> the commanders don't care about IDP, right? They just want right. to win games, right? Uh, granted, I do think uh, for this particular game, both are very nice candidates because the Cardinals are going to be bad and they're not going to do a whole lot, I don't think, on offense. Spoiler alert. Uh, so I, I think both are, are very nice assets there. But yeah, like how much does Cody Barton play? Jam Davis, I think, again, those are both two guys that we expect to have, you know, 85 plus percent of defensive snaps, which while that is frustrating for picking which one's the ugly one any given week, there is some stability with that uh, to mean they're both still relevant in those deeper leagues. So yeah, excited to see what they do. Chase Young questionable already. So we're off to a great start there for all the people that thought the bounce back was coming. Uh, might be a little delayed. 
our lines in this game and over under 38 and a half and the commanders i'm gonna say only giving seven so i'm gonna go right away with my pick there i'll give the seven on the commanders their defense is still very good going against terrible offense i think their offense takes a step this year eric Bieniemy there is the offensive coordinator um seems like sam howell's you know, playing really well and earned that job, you know, clearly over Jacoby Brissett. So give me commanders, given the points. Yep. Same page. Beautiful. Yeah. Let's move on from that disaster. Yeah. Trash game. <laughs> uh, the over under being 38 and a half, possibly over if the Cardinals can hold up their end of things. <laughs> don't, don't touch that line. Yeah. Don't. Uh, then we've got the Buccaneers at the Vikings. So Buccaneers, I, I I'm kind of interested in the defensive line for sure. Um, is Troyon Sharinka going to take a step? Um, they Kalijah Kansi as a defensive tackle. Is he going to start right away? Vita Bay is still there. They have a second round pick, Logan Hall. So that middle of that defense is really crowded. But the edges is what's kind of wide open, I would say, right now. Would you, you know, would you? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think the the some of the big names there on the Buccaneers defense. Um, yeah, we obviously expect it to be good. Vita Vea, uh, you know, how are they going to utilize Devin White? You know, with with, yeah. with what they're trying to accomplish there. But but yeah, I think the real interesting part are those yeah those young pieces. Like will Kalijah Kansi be out there playing? Because I think there's a chance he could be, uh, especially because that's a team that is in a weird transition spot, right? Especially with the QB situation. Uh, are they trying to win? Are they not? Obviously, everyone's trying to win, but like how seriously are they trying to win? Right. Uh, so so yeah, it'll be interesting to to see how much they try to see what they have in their young talent uh, right. and how quickly that happens early on in the year. Um, I think if things go sideways pretty quick, we are going to see a lot more of those young guys out there more than you would expect uh, later in the year. Yeah, um, of course, I forgot about Shaq Bear is back after a torn Achilles. I, we talked about him in the last episode. I think he's got a lot to prove from a personal standpoint and uh, to the league bouncing back from injury. So uh, he should he should bounce back pretty nicely. Maybe maybe not week one, but we'll see. Uh, we're really big. Everyone's really big on Ryan Neal uh, playing next to Antoine Winfield. We think, unfortunately, Winfield might take a hit this year. He's a very, as far as team football goes, he is better at football in the free safety role. So that might unfortunately affect his IDP value. We might see Ryan Neal cleaning up all the tackles as your strong safety or box safety. So that's the, a big situation we want to see. And we're watching the edge rushers too. Of course, Levante David, Devin White in the middle are you know going to do their thing. Um, on the Vikings, uh, do we, we want to see I mean, we know that there's probably going to be a lot of Jordan Hicks on the field. And beyond that, we want to see, is Brian Flores' scheme going to be friendly to Brian Asamoa? Will Ivan Pace get any play at the linebacker level? Of course, we've got Daniel Hunter on the defensive line. Beyond him, I can't really think of... Uh, oh, uh, Marcus Davenport is there this year. Yes, yeah, I'm looking at the depth chart. And yeah, there's not a whole lot of depth <laughs> at really yeah. any at any spot here, which is fascinating. Yeah. Right, we're so used yeah. to the Vikings in recent memory having really good defense, right? I'm not saying that they IDP can't scheme it up, <laughs> right? But it's like looking at it, it's like, oh, oh, geez, yeah, a lot of Jordan Hicks, a lot of Harrison Smith, based on what I'm looking at here. Uh, and yeah, yeah, will Brian Asamoa step up? Will any of these other defensive ends step up? Because there's a real opportunity. DJ Wunham's there, um, uh, yeah, yes. there, but hey, who, yeah, this is another one of those teams yeah. where it's like, okay, 
someone has to play like this. Yeah. This might be sort of similar, granted, not to the same level of bad, but I kind of like the Texans last year. Well, someone's got to be playing, right? So <laughs> someone's going to be relevant, regardless if they're very good or not. So they're interested right. to see how this game goes. Who? What's the safety depth? Uh, give me the names of the at the safety level that you're seeing. Yeah, so we have Harrison Smith, Cameron Bynum, classic. Then we have Bynum, Lewis Seen okay. coming into his second right. year, okay. right? Josh Metellus, yes. Okay. Jay Ward, Theo Jackson. So I think Florida's system, if I recall, um, for people, if I remember the information correctly, we're probably going to see a lot of one linebacker, three safety schemes. So Seen, you know, was a first round draft pick, but, I, you know, it's, Reports are either it's still banged up from his injury or isn't playing that well. So it's going to be, yeah, Harrison Smith and probably Cam Bynum start. There's been reports all offseason that Flores loves Josh Metellus and wants to get him involved and playing. So he might be this sort of Swiss Army knife guy, which could be really good for IDP. So super deep leagues that start, you know, four defensive backs or, or more, of course. Metellus might be worth a look, at least a roster stash, maybe not a start in week one, but stash him and, you know, we'll let you know how he fared, what kind of snap counts um, and, and go from there. So that's just a name to keep in mind. Um, the lines on this game are 45 and a half over under and the Vikings giving six points. I guess that makes sense from an offensive standpoint. Tampa's defense is that good. I feel like it's good enough to prevent them from, being in the Caleb Williams lottery, unfortunately. So I don't know. What do you what do you think about the spread? Yeah, I think. Oh, what do I it's think? A tough one. This That's is a, a tough, tough one. Yeah, I think if I have to pick one of these things, which is what we're doing, we get one pick for each game. <laughs> uh, that we're gonna be held accountable to. I think I'm gonna take the under. Like the okay. the six points is tough because we. I mean, this this screams to me like yes, the Vikings are a better team than the Buccaneers. Yeah. The Buccaneers have a new QB. The Vikings are established, but again, looking at that defense, that scares the living heck out of me. Uh -huh. uh, which now, see, now I'm trying to convince myself to do the over, but that's just because I like the <laughs> overs. Now I'm just going to take the under. I, I think the Vikings will be able to stop that the the Buccaneers' offense enough, yeah. uh, and then the Vi the Buccaneers' defense is good enough. I think that they right. will be able to stop the Vikings enough that again, uh, the under I think is the move. That makes sense. So they're they're going to win, but they're not going to need to put up 30 points to do it. Totally makes sense. Give me the Vikings giving the points. I just think when it's offense versus defense, I'm going to lean towards offense in this day and age in the league. And um, although the, the Bucks defense, I agree, is very good, I don't think they're good enough to win by uh, more or lose by less than six. So uh, give me the Vikings giving the points there. I hear you. Um, our next game is the Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. I'm trying to think of Jaguars um, uh, storylines for IDP. I, I don't think – will Trayvon Walker make a step forward this year? I think we definitely want to see mm -hmm. that. Will um, the other Josh Allen uh, – yeah. I think they denied his fifth-year uh, extension, but like he's right. still a talented fella. Uh, right. Can he make some inroads? Uh, I think for me, it's linebackers in terms of did Chad Muma make any mm. any inroads he, to yeah. take away uh, Devin Lloyd's time at all? That's a Obviously, very good point. Fo yeah. Foyer is the guy. Wow. Like he, they paid him so much money, so he's definitely there. Um, mm -hmm. Sort of towards the end of last year, Devin Lloyd did reclaim the stuff that Muma took. Uh, so maybe mm -hmm. another year uh, year of development, and and Lloyd will be the player that everyone wants him to be uh but muma showed some flashes there so uh 
just seeing if he all it takes to make Lloyd not worth the draft pick is Muba taking away like I don't know 10% of the snaps, 15% of the snaps. So just looking at that, uh, and sort of I think that's the main thing I'm looking for with the Jaguars. But otherwise, like you like Makes you said, they're, they're pretty well established. Yeah. Josh Allen playing for a contract, maybe has a breakout going against a rookie quarterback, maybe him and Walker eat. So kind of like those plays, you know, for, for mm-hmm. getting a sack maybe, but yeah, beyond that, you know, if, if Anthony Richardson takes his college completion percentage to the NFL and, you know, possibly gets worse, there's not going to be a lot of opportunities for, for IDP points on the Jacksonville side. Unfortunately, even Foyer might be off to a slow start here. If that, that offense sans Jonathan Taylor just can't get anything going. This might be a rough game for, for Jacksonville IDPs and the secondary. Yeah. It's Rayshon Jenkins and Andre Cisco and super, super deep leagues, but nothing, nothing else really going on there for the Colts. We do have some interesting stuff uh, pretty much at all three levels of the defense Um, starting closest. uh, They brought in, um, uh, Samson Ibukan from the 49ers as a pass rusher, possibly replacing uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Um, will Quiddy Pay take a step? Will Deo Iandigbo take a step? There, there's there's a lot of high upside talent on this defensive line. It's just who's gonna who's gonna step up this year and produce. Of course, the middle is solidified by Buckner and Stewart, both pretty solid plays for this game, especially if Jacksonville is going to get up early, going to be a lot of running in this game. So um, any thoughts on the defensive line? No, I think, I think you nailed the defensive line. I think for me, the, the fun starts at the linebacker spot. Yeah. Take uh, it. Like, yeah. Shaquille Leonard. Uh, is he playing? Is he, is he back? It, it seems like he is right. Which is awesome. Ooh. Who do we, who do we get there? Right. Uh, if you, been especially in redrafts which everyone's doing i have one coming up later tonight you know you nice. have like the zaire franklin's uh, mm-hmm. super high projections like because he crushed it last year mm-hmm. uh if shaquille leonard comes back at all right uh like franklin is that he's not going to live up to the adp right so it's which player are we getting right mm-hmm. obviously he's always an injury away uh but like what player are we getting what does that defense look like uh at that linebacker spot right uh, I, I don't know. No one knows the answer. That's what makes it fun, right? Mm-hmm. But like you could get Shaquille Leonard for pretty cheap, uh, grand mm-hmm. scheme of things with the name. Uh, so very interested to see that. Uh, and then yeah, the defensive backfield too. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on there either. So I think the main guy we're targeting right now is Julian Blackman. I believe mm-hmm. it's understood that he sort of won the the starting gig uh, there, and we saw that. Pretty much only one guy from from that scheme is is worthwhile. Um, you know, Rodney McLeod last year had a very solid season. So if Blackman steps into that role, uh, you know, could be wheels up and a great free waiver wire pickup. Um, who could start the year, you know, off on a really good foot. I think the the second guy is um, Rodney Thomas potentially, who's got linebacker eligibility on sleeper so again this is deep deep stuff deep leagues if you're in a shallow league don't pay attention to this but um those are really the two guys we still think nick cross hasn't made any progress with his development so doesn't sound like uh he's going to be doing much there so and of course kenny moore uh should should be back to you know playing at a high level he fought some injuries last year so uh yeah it's it's a lot of questions to be answered 
uh, for Indianapolis on defense this year. So it's going to be exciting, and uh, we're going to break down everything for you uh, after the game. Um, so the spreads on this game are the Jaguars giving five and the over-under at four and a half. This just screams to me, Jaguars, with Anthony Richardson, you know, rookie quarterback, no Jonathan Taylor. This is a pretty easy one for me. I'm not sure how you feel about it, but give me Jags minus the five. Yeah, me too, which scares me. Anytime, yeah, we'll anytime it's like this is obvious. <laughs> uh, usually you should do the other thing. So I'm still taking Jaguars minus five for all those reasons. Like we expect Trevor Lawrence to be very good. There are questions at the Colts defense. Uh, we expect in general, yeah, again, Jaguars offense to be good. We like that defense. Like that's a growing young defense that should be pretty good and should be able to contain Anthony Richardson, even though the Colts are at home. But yeah, I'll take the five points for the Jaguars and and be proven wrong, which always happens. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it back to our cover on that one. Exactly. All right. Our next game is the Titans at the Saints. Uh, Titans, I think most we don't have a ton that we're looking for. I guess the linebacker two is really the only thing we're looking for. There is is it Jack Gibbons? How much is he going to play? Uh, we expect Shair to be the number one there. Can you are you paying attention to much else uh, for IDP and the Titans? I think the yeah. uh, well, I guess maybe uh Amani Hooker. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the right person, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, is he healthy? Is he back to what he used to do cuz mm-hmm. he uh, is a player that you can again get pretty cheap because he's been hurt and hasn't done a whole lot. Uh so I guess I'm looking at that. But yeah, otherwise uh really excited to excited to be right about Aziz. Uh there I'll show you where I've been getting him for practically free or excited to be devastated when, you know, he's not even out there. So, well, I, yeah, the, the Titans defense doesn't really do a whole lot for me in terms of excitement, but again, I kind of keep mentioning it. That's a team that I think might struggle offensively with sort of Mm -hmm. age players in the skill positions. Uh, So there should be a lot of snaps for them uh, to Mm -hmm. be able to rack up those sort of volume stats. So just got to take note of who's playing how much and where. Absolutely. I was the, this hints to what my pick's going to be for the for the spreads, but I think this could be a busy game um, I, on both sides. Um, so I think IDP production could be fruitful uh, for for both teams uh, in this game. So on the Saints end, uh, starting at the defensive line, we've got the rookie Brian Breesey in the middle. Uh, seems like he's you know he's a pass rushing defensive tackle. So uh, the and the Titans offensive line stinks. They've lost starters, and it's Ryan Tannehill, not as mobile as he once was. So, uh, you know, we could we could have Brian Breesey off to a, a great start. Of course, Cam Jordan's the the vet stalwart there. Our other question mark is who's going to be uh, playing opposite Cam Jordan on the edge? Carl Granderson? Uh, is it the other rookie, uh, Foskey, I believe, second rounder? Um, isn't it? Uh, Demario Davis rushes the passer. Um, uh, so we're probably gonna see Davis and Warner, um, at linebackers. But what's the are do you have the defensive line? Am I missing someone for the edge? It's Granderson, Cam Jordan, Carl Granderson, Foskey. I thought there was another. Oh, uh, Peyton Collins. Turner. Oh, yep, yep, yeah. Peyton Turner, former first round pick, uh, battled injury. So, w- yeah, there's a there's a three man edge two competition. I think that's going to be going on all season so yeah what else do you got for the saints 
Yeah, all of that, plus just interested to see Pete Werner out there again. Yeah. So he started off really well last year mm-hmm. uh, from an IDP perspective, a pretty right. solid tackle floor. Then he got hurt, yeah. and they kind of shut him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so interested to see, you know, especially against a run-heavy team like the Titans, where he should be heavily involved and should be able to rack up some stats, uh, mm-hmm. just making sure that he looks like what he looked like last year. Because uh, if you can't do it against a team like the Titans with their projected heavy run usage of Derrick Henry, uh, it might not be a hot year for him. So, most absolutely. Of that. Um, with Marshawn Lattimore probably glued to DeAndre Hopkins, it's either going to be a busy day for Lattimore or a bad fantasy day for Hopkins. So, the other corners on the Saints, Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor, I believe Taylor's the slot corner, could be on Chig, uh, the Titans. Uh, tight end uh most of the day so it could be a busy day for those guys um Adebo on burks and uh taylor playing this whoever's going in the slot for the titans which we assume if the titans were smart would be um big chig uh so like i said i think this could be a busy day for everyone involved uh, of course the safeties for the saints are just uh it's honey badger uh Theron matthew and marcus may we don't expect much to go on there uh they kind of play everywhere so frustrating idp production for them um the lines are an over under 41 and a half and the saints giving three i'm smashing the over on this one i know that might come as a surprise but like i said i think this is busy i think the saints offense is going to be just fine with their car leading it the run games you know they've got kenny miller and jamal williams until Alvin Kamara gets back we've got healthy michael thomas got a bunch of weapons for Carr. And I think the Titans will be okay. Burks is healthy. Hopkins is there. Derrick Henry's healthy. It's just the offensive line, but it's not like they're not going to have positive yardage, you know, for the whole game. So I like the over in this one. Yeah, I like that. I, I like, I think I like the the Titans plus three. Uh, nice. for, for whatever reason, people are, I think they overlook the Titans and that's just how good of a job uh, the former linebacker for my beloved Patriots, Mike Vrabel, is as a coach uh, for yeah. game plan specific mm-hmm. stuff. I, I, I'm projecting mm-hmm. some growing pains on that Saints offense. Uh, notice how the over can still happen uh, mm-hmm. with the Titans winning this game, but I think the Titans are going to, you know, slow things down. They do what they do. I, I have more faith in that defense to be able to stop uh, the the Saints than I necessarily do the Saints defense being able to mm-hmm. stop the, you know, maybe more. Well, we don't. Who knows? So I, 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 I like the Titans organization a little more. So I'll take the three points and 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 hope for the the road upset. Yeah, that means Vegas. See, I think Vegas is with you with the variable thing because that means on the neutral field, this is a pick 'em game. So if you're taking uh, the Titans minus three. I'm gonna add on. That's another one. Sprinkle money line. If you like Titans with the points, you might as well sprinkle the Titans money line. Get yourself some better odds. So, Dang right. uh, next game is the Raiders at the Broncos. So uh, the Raiders have a decent amount of turnover on defense. Uh, Max Crosby, of course, a stalwart, but we've got rookie Tyree Wilson, who I believe was fighting some injury. Uh, is Chandler Jones going to be better than last year? <laughs> Um, those are some questions, uh, who is going to be the primary linebacker for the Raiders and who is Marcus Epps definitely going to be the, the, the safety who's on the field the most, but if he is, what role is he going to play? So any of those guys that you want to touch on? 
No, I like all the ones you mentioned, and I'll add you a Nate Hobbs at the cornerback oh, yeah. spot. All all indications are he will be playing a role much like Legarius Sneed did, uh, namely in the slot. So he's one of those guys that you can get really late in rounds unless you're yeah. in the degenerate leagues like the ones <laughs> that we're in. Uh, yeah. But he's a guy, but maybe not week one, because again, it's all kind of projection Like we've been hurt before. Like we thought Nick Cross for the Colts was going to do this last year, and he didn't. But definitely keep your eyes peeled uh, for, for Nate Hobbs, because if he does get the usage that we expect him to get, this is a guy that could be a cornerback that can be relevant in all leagues based on just mm-hmm. the tackle floor. So he's the one for me. It's like, is he actually going to be used the way we think he's going to be used? Uh, and if so, he might be one of the, the the big ads after week one on the waiver wire. I mean, I give me Nate Hobbs over Marcus Epps, especially in this game specifically. Another one where I think it could be busy. Uh, Sean Payton, you know, he's probably going to want to come out with a bang and say, you know, he's going to be the anti-Belgic. He's going to be, it's me, not Drew Brees. So I think he's out to prove a point with Russ and a new team this year. So, uh, yeah, I think Hobbs could be very, very busy. Um, on the Broncos defensive side, uh, Zach Allen, new new face, but I think I'm excited for him to produce um, on this defensive line. Beyond that, it, we want to see who the heck is going to play um, as edge rushers. We've got Randy Gregory, Nick Benito. Um, who's the kid from uh, Baron Browning? Um, what what role is Drew Sanders going to play, if any? Is he going to get on the field at all? Uh, we expect Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton to be the one two starters, but we you know we've said it forever. Alex Singleton, we don't you know maybe he's gotten better, but not the greatest football player. He just is very efficient with his tackling. So for IDP, he looks like a monster, but will he you know be good enough? under new eyes at the, at the coaching positions to stay on the field? Or will Drew Sanders get some run early? Josie Joel isn't the perfection of health. So uh, how about for the um, the defensive backfield? Are you, are you seeing anything there? Or do you have any uh, guys you want to talk about uh, at linebacker or the line? Yeah, I mean, the defensive backfield is pretty good. I mean, the, the thing you always try to warn about with the Broncos, like with a player like Pat Sertain, who's a really, really mm-hmm. good professional football player but not a great fancy asset just you know opposite of single day yeah uh so just be wary of that uh especially well yeah just be just be wary of that i think the main thing that that but there's a lot of stability there on the that defensive backfield so i'm not super intrigued by that but yeah i think it's that defensive line like nick benito mm-hmm. showed some albeit very brief flashes last year yeah. like there's an opportunity there and i think that mm-hmm. is where maybe true sanders sees the field like all reports out of camp or People are loving his versatility. He looks explosive mm-hmm. out there. Um, a player like that gets on the field. They just do. Uh, they don't. They don't get redshirted because if they can, they're trying to win games because they can win money. So um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if that happens right off the bat or if that's something that happens over time. Uh, and then, yeah, just can Singleton and Jewel keep up their just monster tackle <laughs> rates, uh, mm-hmm. even though they're not. Super great. Granted, if the defensive line is bad, then mm-hmm. running backs are going to get to that second level, right? And they're going to get those tackles. So, yeah, uh, just it's a it's a fun matchup against the Raiders because we don't yeah. know what the Raiders are going to be on offense. So it, it, there should be a nice blend of rushing mm-hmm. and passing opportunities to make plays. So, uh, yeah, yeah, this is another one of those teams where other than your studs that, you know, or mm-hmm. you draft them to be studs, I'm not going to touch anyone on this defense until we have a better idea of of what they're going to do. 
Yeah, I think week one, it's gonna we're gonna see Randy Gregory um, ball out, but just be wary of him from a season long perspective. Uh, you know, he battles health issues often, but I think a healthy Randy Gregory could smash in this matchup for, for okay. week one. So um, the the lines and totals we've got a forty four and a half over under, and the Broncos giving four. Anything screaming you on that one? Yeah, I don't usually like unders, but I like this under. Uh, I feel like this is, you know, a divisional matchup with a couple of offenses with a bunch of question marks. So obviously the Raiders have a brand new QB in Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, which who knows what he can do. Uh, We'll see the Broncos. Russell Wilson continues to not look sharp. Uh, We know Jerry Judy's banged up and might not play there uh you know javante williams was hurt uh they they signed some Mijay perrine i think that's how you say his name from the bank like yeah close <laughs> enough uh the comments will go off on me anyway uh but like if you're relying on him to be anything as a major factor i don't love that and yeah. you know the broncos do have a very good defense uh and the raiders do ish no. I, don't, I, I don't they don't but i i have 44 and a half points is a lot i think for yeah. One of these offenses is going to do well, but I don't think both are going to get up to that number. Yeah. Um, I'm a Peyton believer. I think he's going to fix Russell Wilson. So I'm taking the Broncos minus four, the four in this one. Um, our next matchup is the Dolphins at the Chargers. Uh, the Dolphins kind of a revamped uh, front box in the linebackers and on the defensive line with new defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, which we're all really excited about him deploying players in the right way. So everyone expecting Jalen Phillips to break out this year, hit double digit sacks. Uh, Bradley Chubb on the opposite end is a great uh, edge mate to have. The interior is stacked with Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer. So not much to watch there other than we're really excited for all of those guys to, to give us some decent IDP production and one or two of the group is probably going to go off. Why don't you talk to us about the linebackers, though? We've got Baker still there, but a new face in David Long. New face, David Long, and also Channing Tindall. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the guy they drafted last year who mm-hmm. uh, I think has a chance to eventually maybe outplay someone. Or, you know, if someone gets hurt, I think he'll be instantly relevant. Uh, yeah, with the new scheme, like we always, it sounds like a broken record, but it's so freaking true. And it's so important to realize <laughs> that you have to sort of wait and see how people are used and sort of adapt really quickly. The nice yeah. thing is, uh, and especially in your more shallow leagues, which I know some of our listeners are playing in, mm-hmm. some of these people are going to be available. Like if you're in our master's tournament or, you know, our invitation that are, you know, big, deep rosters, they're probably not there, but there's always a chance that they are. So uh, it, it's easy for us to say like, wait and see, but I promise some of these players will have slipped through the cracks in some of your leagues. So you always have to be wary of that. So All yeah, right. who we, we expect sort of Baker to be the LB one there, but you know, is he put in those spots to succeed uh, or is it going to be David Long? I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you. It's hard to project, right? It's it's a hard thing we do Absolutely. here. Um, and if we were perfect, we would you know be making millions <laughs> of dollars elsewhere. Uh, but this should be a very solid defense from from uh-huh. front to to defensive back, uh, especially considering uh, who's the oh Jalen Ramsey's hurt. He's going to be coming back. Right. Just on all levels, they're playmakers. So uh, excited mm-hmm. to see the actual use of these people in a way that will actually be hopefully more predictable for our right. for our side of things. Uh, it'll be just nice to see it all transpire. 
we're keeping our eyes on the safeties too. Uh, newcomer Deshaun Elliott comes from Detroit and previously Baltimore. Him and Javon Holland project as the starters most likely because we're just not sure if Brandon Jones is 100% healthy yet. If he is, another guy who I will be excited to see in this Vic Fangio system, but we've got to see how the snaps shake out first. So the only guy I'm really comfortable starting might be Holland, and even he is sort of like an Antoine Winfield. He's a really, really good football player as a free safety, which doesn't do great for IDP purposes. So maybe it's Elliot who's the IDP that you want, but we, we kind of it's tough to give a, a really hard opinion on that until we see uh, alignments and, and snap count shake out. So on the Chargers side, uh, there's definitely some things we want to pay attention to. Primarily linebacker two, I'm going to start off with. Um, it should be Kenneth Murray starting next to Eric Hendricks, but Diane Hamley had an awesome preseason and is just barking right up the tree. They did not take uh Kenneth Murray's fifth-year option. So this opens the door, I think, for Henley. Now, I don't think he starts in week one, but I'm excited to watch uh, if he gets on the field and what he does, and especially when he gets on the field. If they're putting him on on third downs, you know, very important downs, that could be a sort of foreshadowing of, of the future part of the season. So uh, that's kind of what I'm excited to see. How about, how about you, anything from, from the Chargers? Yeah, the Chargers are a fascinating one, especially on the defensive line, because you have Joey Bosa, who you expect to be healthy and expect to be dominant, right? Who knows? If he, like, yeah, that's another one of those ones where it's like, okay. but I'm looking at the depth chart and behind him, you know, there's a lot of opportunities like Khalil Mack yeah. is there. Remember Khalil right. Mack, uh, that guy? I think he has the, a chance to be resurgent. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, there's. A whole lot of not much going on. Uh, right. the, and then even in the defensive backfield, right? You got German James, our king, our right. our, our, our lord and savior, German James. But <laughs> then you have like JC Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr. You have people that they spent good money to go and acquire uh, who've yeah. kind of never all been on the field at the same time because they keep getting injured. So I'm interested right. to see how if everyone's healthy and everyone's playing, how that sort of impacts uh, things because in theory, if they're better at coverage, then there'll be more, you know, coverage sacks. And I'm looking at like who can be the biggest uh, beneficiary of that. And I honestly don't know. So uh, it'll be interesting to to see how they all end up playing together. Yeah, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa were incredible ADP values this year, but for good reason. Um, health, age, and uh, you know, sort of declining production. So definitely, they have opportunities to to smash their return on investment there. So yes, very interesting. Um, Alohi Gilman in, in really deep league should be playing next to Derwin James. Um, I also kind of like Morgan Fox as defensive tackle eligible guy playing in between those amazing edge rushers of, of Bosa and Max. So it might be some, some opportunity for him. So that's just some super deep league names to keep on, uh, on your brain. Uh, the totals here are a 50 and a half over under and the chargers giving three i know nothing jumps out to me so i'm gonna be struggling gun to my head making me make a pick here you want me to go with I one first? <laughs> will take the over because okay. that's because that's fun it's fun <laughs> to cheer for the over Gotcha. I, I I don't know because I think both of these teams are similar teams, right? They're both have these expectations. They've never really either team 
has ever really lived up to said expectations, right? Uh, I think yeah. both offenses are very fun. I really like the Dolphins defense, the Chargers defense. I don't love as much, but I like the Chargers offense quite a bit with the yeah. dynamic Justin Herbert. So let's just take the over. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's our it's our first and highest number uh, total of the week hitting hitting 50. So why not? Right. Like life's too short to bet the under. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll go on the point spread side. Uh, yeah, I mean, firepower offenses. That, that's a great call on the over. Um, I'll take if it's a neutral field, it's a pick on. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to go with my formula. Give me the Dolphins, the, the, the road dogs of only three points. Again, another team I would if I'm taking the points, I'm taking the money line, essentially. So uh, that'll be my pick. Uh, Dolphins getting the points there. Um, oh, boy. Next, we've got division rivals, Rams and Seahawks. So the Rams are a mess on both sides of the ball. Um, outside of Ernest Jones and Aaron Donald, wide open opportunities everywhere. We really like Michael Hecht uh, as a defensive line. Slash, he's got linebacker eligibility and sleeper. So he's probably the third best IDP option uh, from that Rams defense. I guess the safeties, you know, we're going to see a lot of probably Ernest Jones at, at the linebacker by himself. Uh, the Rams brought back John Johnson after a one-year hiatus in Cleveland, and they also have Jordan Fuller, the off-injured Jordan Fuller. So, you know, those are your probably best plays from this defense. As far as who we're watching, we're watching that linebacker two role. Is it Christian Roseboom? Uh, is it um, the rookie, Byron Young? I believe there's one other name in there uh, for consideration. So, But even then, are they going to be you know, relevant enough for IDP? Who knows? So do you got anything on the mess of the Rams? Uh, the only thing I have is looking at the depth chart. It's, it's a little comical, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I will just say, uh, play Aaron Donald. <laughs> play Ernest right. Jones. Then we wait and see because yeah. there's going to be someone relevant here. We know yeah. what's going to happen. There's, right. there's one of these names <laughs> I'm looking at is going to end up being maybe a top 20 guy because yeah. someone has to tackle someone at some point. Right. Uh, so <laughs> I, it's a dumpster fire, but yeah. there are going to be opportunities for us to take advantage of that. Uh, just know that no one else knows anything either. So just be cognizant. We'll let you know next uh, next Tuesday who you need to worry about. But for this one, just don't even don't even try. Beautiful. All right. Um, the Seahawks were the safeties we're paying attention to. Um, you know, is it going to be a three man game between Diggs, Love, and is Jamal Adams healthy enough to play? You know, that's going to be interesting how that shakes out. I guess give me. Probably Diggs is the safest option of those three. Uh, Adams has the highest ceiling, and Love is going to just kind of mix in and probably be a frustrating guy to own all year. At the linebackers, Jordan Brooks is somehow miraculously healthy and on track for week one. So, I mean, that's great for him. We were fading him most offseason. I was grabbing Devin Bush a lot of places. So looks like that was a bad move. But, I mean, it's a like I said, it's literally a miraculous recovery. So maybe, you know, they bring him back a little, a little slowly just to not push him too much, especially against the Rams, who they're probably going to stomp and beat down. So, of course, Bobby Wagner is the best play there. Defensive line, they always rotate. Draymond Jones in the middle, Jaron Reed in the middle at tackles. Um, Uchenna Nuoso is the main edge guy. 
Beyond that, we're going to be watching Boy Mafe, Daryl Taylor, and the rookie, um, Derek Hall. So any of those you want to elaborate on? Yeah, I think be be wary of Jordan Brooks. Like it's almost too miraculous, Agreed. right? Uh, yeah, I, I, like I, it it's all it's obviously awesome. Like I you you hope for success. Right. I hate when injuries impact people, but mm-hmm. I he's not the smash play week one mm-hmm. like he would normally be when knowing he's playing. Especially to your brilliant point, they're gonna smash this Rams team, <laughs> uh, yeah. to my estimation. So they don't yeah. need to play him. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm most interested in seemingly I'm just the defensive back guy here uh, <laughs> in, in how Devin Witherspoon sort of plays off Ooh. of, uh, I guess, it's Reek Woolen now. Uh, yeah. Woolen. Um, we right. sort of mentioned how uh, cornerbacks that play close to 100 percent of the time, you know, are relevant. Right. And especially as rookie ones, even someone as highly drafted as, you know, Devin Witherspoon, um, mm-hmm. he still has to take some time to get up to NFL speed, which means he will give up some catches and then he will, you know, get those tackles like he will he will get that tackle floor for you. So I'm interested to see uh, how those two play off each other. Is there a third cornerback there? Uh, I know Michael Jackson uh, hee hee, yeah. uh, was pretty good last <laughs> year, uh, but like, is he all of a sudden not relevant now because yeah. you know because Weatherspoon's there? So I'm I'm just intrigued to see how that this is probably not going to be the best indication, uh, mm-hmm. especially with a potentially yeah. seemingly more than likely Cooper Cup less. Rams mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. Uh, no offense to Van Jefferson and the rest of those wide receivers <laughs> there. Uh, it's a drastically different offense when you mm-hmm. don't have, you know, Cooper Cup. So mm-hmm. it might not be the best indication for, for long-term success. So just be interested to see playing time. And and yeah, and yeah like is Brooks fully back? Because if he's fully back, that, that sort of changes a lot of our projections. Right. This game could end up being a big smoke screen, though, even for the information that we're going to get as far as snap counts and percentages, because if it goes as we're predicting, we might have to, you know, temper the expectations of the information that we learn from this game. So 100%. with that, with that being said, we've got a 46 and a half point over under and the Seahawks only giving five and a half. I think we might be both on the same pick here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. We are. Get, we'll, we'll gladly get five and a half points for Seahawks. And that lot, this is a line that is likely to change by game time once we officially know that Cooper Cup isn't playing, which seems like it's trending that way for sure, unfortunately. Which, by the way, quick offense. I sent a tweet the other day. If you're looking for Van Jefferson, go look for Tyler Higby instead because I think he's going to be the target leader if Cup is officially out. Stafford loves throwing him um, mm-hmm. when he doesn't have Cup available. So Higby uh, is the Cooper Cup pivot, not necessarily uh, Van Jefferson for me. So we're both on the five and a half. We can cancel that. Or if we win, we'll give us both plus ones on that. <laughs> Love it. Then we go to my Philadelphia Eagles against your New England Patriots. This is going to be a fun one, Matt. We might have to do a some sort of outside bet here on this one. Uh, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll rein it into the IDPs to start quickly. The um, defensive line. We're going to look to see how much Jalen Carter plays and what role Jordan Davis has on the interiors, exterior. Uh, Josh Sweat, Corsasan Reddick. Will that goofball Derek Barnett cost us the game because he's healthy this year? Um, and I don't even know who my um, who's the other. Oh, uh, Brandon Graham is still in town, so uh, hopefully they don't play Derek Barnett much at all. But the Eagles do like to rotate there. Why don't you talk about the linebackers? <laughs> 
Yeah, I am excited to see Nicobe Dean and what he can do there on the Eagles. Uh, not necessarily in this game against my team, but I think he has the chance. I mean, he obviously has the opportunity since you're your one and two guys for, from last year are gone, right? Yeah. So uh, he looked electric in preseason in his limited snaps. Like he looks like he's going to be the guy pretty easily. So um, do I think that's one of those players that has that breakout kind of like a Nick Bolton last year, where it's like, okay, all the signs were kind of there for a like just a dominating year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think, I think that might start here, especially in a, with the Patriots team that we, I think the only chance we have against you is to try <laughs> to try to have some effective run game to keep your awesome offense off the field, yeah. uh, which again, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of confidence if we're being honest. That's just my pessimism. Uh, But I think that should mean the linebackers should feast here. So I I think, yeah, I mean, the linebackers were the biggest turnover, I think, were for the Eagles. So let's see those play percentages and sort of go from there. But Dean's the only one that I feel like 100% confident and just start him wherever you have him. The the other names playing next to him being floated out there are Zach Cunningham and Christian Ellis. Uh, He would be a first-time relevant anything guy, NFL or IDP. So we think it's probably going to be Cunningham just because of his veteran status, but you don't want to start either of them. Whoever is the starter, um, I wouldn't want to touch that. Um, In the secondary, the safeties, we've got Terrell Edmonds locked in. The number two, though, is still a little murky. Is it the rookie, Sidney Brown? Is it Reed Blankenship? It's probably going to be some combination of the both of them. And the corners for the Eagles are never usually super fantasy relevant uh, just because that pass rush is always getting there. So uh, we're paying attention to safeties, and I guess we're paying attention to the linebacker too, but I'm not super – kind of like with the Rams, like – I'm not super excited in that. And yes, Nicobe Dean, uh, check out on the website. One of the most recent articles published by a new writer, uh, Corey Manis, is the uh, why he thinks Nicobe Dean will outscore Nick Bolton for IDP purposes in week one. Has a lot to do with the game scripts we expect here. Spicy. So, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, so yeah, Dean could be off to a really nice start in week one against your Patriots there. So do you wanna do you wanna jump into who you're looking at for IDP I... on, on your team? I would absolutely love to. So um, I think it's the rookies, right? Uh, nice. So so Belichick is, you know, known to mix things up, make it very matchup dependent, right? Yeah. Uh, so like, who's like, who are the stable people on the Patriots off uh, defense that you actually feel confident starting each and every week in IDP? There's not a whole lot of them. Obviously, yeah. Kyle Duggar, uh, stud, um, top 15, top 10 guy sure. any given week. Uh, you're playing Matthew Gion if you drafted him where you drafted mm-hmm. him. Uh, and then maybe Jawan Bentley. Like, I, he's a guy that I really like uh, as your sort of LB3. Like, he plays 80% of the snaps. He has a pretty solid tackle floor. Nothing super exciting, but he's one of those guys that helps you win that you can get for practically nothing. But then, yeah, it's, it's the young heckin' players. Like, other than uh, Judon, like, we got, you know, you think Josh Uche might be yeah. decent. Uh, Who's to say? Uh, Keon White has looked explosive in preseason. Yeah. Does that actually translate into the regular season? Uh, I, against a very good running quarterback like Jalen Hurts, I don't know right. if our defensive line is going to be able to actually get there. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have you, Marte Mupe, uh, Mapu. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, is is he uh, is he going to do it? You know, it, it's, it, yeah. it, 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 it's I, there's a stereotype against the Patriots IDP defense where like you can't trust anyone because right. the depth, which there, there is some level of truth there. There are players that have more stable playing percentages. Right. Um, but, 
someone else is going to be relevant because someone has to to make plays. So I don't know if any of those names interest you particularly, but I guess the other, I guess the, the last other thing is uh, I think the cornerbacks are going to be busy wow. in this game. Um, so how does Christian Gonzalez look that rookie? Cause there's always a rookie cornerback that sort of comes out of nowhere uh, because they play all those, those snaps that is relevant. And I, I I'm really high on, on Gonzalez in that role there. Um, so yeah, anyone, anyone? Yeah, Duggar and the and the uh, secondary could be pretty busy. I love Josuche for the season, but this game might not be great for him. Both strong offensive line and Hurts is you know pretty damn slippery. Um, Judon should get his. He might get home for a sack, but he might be busy helping out. Uh, you know, and, and give you actually some nice tackles in this game too. And yeah, for dynasty purposes, I'm interested to see is it. Finally going to be Christian Barmore season or is Keon White going to take over there in, in the interior um, of that defense? Um, yeah. So lot, lots to lots to watch away up. Marty Mapu. How much is he going to play? Where is he going to play? Is he going to play? Uh, very, very excited to see uh, his week one uh, breakdown. So the lines on this game are Eagles giving three and a half on the road and over under 45 and a half. I'll let you go first. I'm going to take the under. I'm taking the under in this one. Uh, it's gross. I mean, the fact that the Eagles are only three and a half point favorites kind of throws me off because I think you're because your team is so good. But I also like this would be just a vintage Patriot win, right? Yeah. It's like it's week one. Belichick it's does Brady. enough stuff on defense to confuse hurts enough uh yeah. that y- your offense is slowed down a little bit it's brady night like yes. there's, there's no chance and like all of a sudden they just somehow win this like oh the patriots are good and then we're not gonna be super great this year <laughs> it's like it's just a weird line but like vegas always knows and i've it's seen it so as fresh. high as like the eagles being five point favorites so i don't wow. know why the money's going back it doesn't make any sense i think the I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the Patriots offense. Obviously I really like the Eagles defense and the biggest thing for the Patriots has been our offensive line looks bad against an Eagles defensive line, which we expect to be very, very good. So I don't think the Patriots score very much. Uh, I think the Patriots defense, it is kind of our strength. I think we'll be able to slow down the Eagles enough that you don't cover the 46 points by yourself. Uh, So I feel the most confident in that under just a close, close gritty game. This is going to be fun to go back on next week because I'm going directly opposite. I'm going over. over. Ah. I'm see. I'm a believer in Bob Bill O'Brien getting this offense back on track. I do think Mac Jones is a good quarterback. Uh, you know, we we've had a historically efficient defense last year. Lost our coordinator. I'm a, being a little bit of a pessimist there. I I, I still think we'll do enough to win but we've seen that we can obviously in the super bowl give up points so give me the over i'm a believer in the in the patriots offense this year unlike a lot of people are fading this offense so this will be a big one to to see if i'm on the right track or not (laughs) so so we're both being pessimistic for different things which leads me to the under and beauty over i love it i love it you hate your offense i hate my defense It couldn't be more perfect for That's Billy great. versus New England. That's I how we it's do it. Perfect. All right. Our next game is the Packers uh, going to Chicago. Um, the Packers definitely have some interesting things to pay attention to. Rashawn Gary's health. Um, 
who's playing next to him. You know, Preston Smith's there to vet. He's he, you know, people are fading him. You've got the new shiny rookie in Lucas Van Ness. I want to see how much he plays and where he plays and when he plays. Uh, similar to Henley in San Diego. When are they uh putting him on the field? Quay Walker versus Devondre Campbell. Is the takeover officially official? Is he wearing the green dot? Is Campbell the the one B? To Walker's 1A. Regardless, they're both going to be on the field at time. We like both of them. We just like the ascending uh, Quay Walker a little bit more than the, um, you know, aging, injured last year, Devondre Campbell, who took, you know, a new team. He had one good year in his first two teams, had a really good year for Green Bay, then had the injury. So I'm fading Campbell a little bit. In the secondary, the, the safeties are never good for Green Bay, so it's Darnell Savage. We think it's Rudy Ford is the is the other starter with, of course, Jonathan Owens there, came over from the Texans. I don't really – whatever the information tells us, I'm not super interested in that uh, defensive backfield. The corners are probably much more uh, reliable for IDP purposes. Jair Alexander, Keyshawn Nixon, the, cor- the, the slot corner, as well as their special teams kick returner. So that's a name – to remember, if you get points for special teams, Keyshawn Nixon, he's who you want over any safeties on that defense. So you got anything for Green Bay? Yeah, I think you I think you nailed it. There's I was writing up uh my segment of sort of our preview article, which you should okay. check out when that comes out. And I was doing this game. Um and who and the, the question comes up like who do I feel necessarily uh confident in uh when it comes to the Packer defense and the only one that's, I think is a smash start at this point is Quay Walker. Cause even if yeah. Devondre Campbell comes back, which we expect him to do um, and be fine. Like he's that injury risk. I don't know. I, I just want to see him come back and be, and be great again. Otherwise there's a lot of opportunities here, right? Like there, uh, you kind of nailed the defensive backfield, like not a whole lot. There's super exciting. Uh, mm. But yeah, is Campbell the guy is Gary and Preston Smith. Are they healthy? Are they doing the stuff? Is Lucas finesse mm. going to sort of step up at some point? Again, I would avoid him week one yes. uh, for multiple reasons. <laughs> I mean, Justin Fields is another slippery, elusive uh-huh. quarterback. Uh, and we just don't know how much he's going to play, uh, but uh-huh. there's opportunities there. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, there, yeah, I think I think that's really it for the Packer defense. Like, I think it is a very solid squad, but almost right. so equivalent talent across the board that it's hard to tell who mm-hmm. who is going to be the the guy any given week. So, uh, just another one just to see what happens this week uh, against a division rival and sort of make some conclusions from there. Yep. And then on the Bears side, defensive line is a mess. They've got Yannick and He's probably the safest option. Um, they're there's just a bunch of names. There's a couple young faces um, for dynasty purposes. Jermon Dexter is a, is a name to watch out for. He's an interior guy. We're going to see what sort of role he plays. Uh, Is he going to be a pass rushing DT or more of a uh, run stuffing guy? So, um, but not much going on on the defensive line. Of course, the linebackers are a big deal. So that's the, the, the crux of what we're paying attention to for this defense. Of course, you've got Jaquan Brisker, a stud safety. Eddie Jackson comes back healthy. Could give you, you know, uh, some points in this game with playing essentially a rookie quarterback in Jordan Love. So um, do you, why don't you t- talk about the linebackers then, the uh, the crown jewel of, of this IDP game? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, they the Bears spent some money in the offseason to shore yeah. up their linebacker spot. So obviously TJ Edwards comes over uh, from the Eagles and Tremaine Edmonds comes over from the Bills. Uh, we expect them to be the two guys because they paid them to be the guys, right? Yeah. Um, secret agent Jack Sanborn takes a back seat. Uh, he's still listed as a starter, but we yeah. can't expect any stable production unless someone else mm-hmm. gets hurt, kind of like last year, and then have him come, uh, come and fill in there. So... Um, at least personally, I know you have your feelings and who's going to be the one a one B there for linebackers. But for me, especially in this game against the Packers, we Mm -hmm. expect, I expect the Packers to run a whole bunch because they have Mm -hmm. their nice tandem and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, And with that effective rookie quarterback, I I think they are going to try to establish the run to kind of open up the pass because they just come out blazing throwing i think that's going to lead to not great things if you are a packer fan so i think both linebackers especially in this game uh are going to have just really solid floors and you where you drafted them you're going to be playing them anyway but i'm right. I'm not too worried about uh, smashing those plays and then i think the real crux of the 1a 1b will come at for a, a different game uh when there's uh fewer run plays called Right. Gotcha. All right. The lines are 43 and a half over under and the bears are only giving one at home, which is very interesting line. Uh, does anything scream out to you on this one? I think I like the over. I'm going to go okay. with the over. I, uh, I, I hate, I, that's not even what I was going to say. It's like my mind just changes at the last second. It, it's weird <laughs> that the bears are favorite in this game, right? Cause the, yeah. I mean, the bears, lest we forget had the number one overall pick last year for a reason. Yes. It was Davis Mills that touchdown, but still uh, <laughs> they're not great. And the Packers do like, even with their rookie quarterback, they, they know how to get the most out of people. That defense yeah. is very good. Like they have a lot of offensive skill positions at, I think project pretty well. So that's yeah. weird to me. The bears are still favored. I know they're at home. There's a lot of, of hype there. So I'm just going to avoid that entirely uh, and just assume that Justin Fields takes that step offensively uh, and that the Packers find a way to, to put up some points. Gotcha. Put me down for two game, two selections on this one. Okay. Yeah. I, the, the Vegas is screaming to take the Packers here. Um, so give me Packers, basically money line. Don't bother taking the one point, just money line. And I like the under. Um, so put me down for Packers in the under on that game. <laughs> and we are just not on the same page. Hey, this makes for a, good content. Uh-huh. And these are these are genuine feelings too. So, all right, we're almost down the stretch here. We've got two games to go. Next one is Cowboys at the Giants. Um, Cowboys. I feel like there's not a lot going on for IDP here, um, outside of maybe the linebacker two, um, and of course what what is Michael Parsons role going to be? So um, those those are the things I think I'm looking for. How about you? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Cowboys have a lot of stability, which is nice, right? Uh, that, 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 that makes thing, we feel pretty good about projecting, uh, projecting what they're going to do. And yeah, that, that LB two spot is, is truly, you know, sort of wide open. Uh, I personally kind of a post hype guy that, 
I really like, which maybe will get me canceled. But uh, Trayvon Trayvon Diggs, right? Like that was everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite cornerback last year to be like, he's not going to do eleven interceptions again. It was like, yeah, no shit, he's of not. Course. Of course, he's not going to do that. But you look at his tackle production every year; that's yeah. been stable, which is hard to find at the yeah. cornerback spot. Like, oh, he's not I a like good it. cornerback. Like he gets he, people catch passes on him all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's heckin' great for IDP. Like, feed yeah. me that. Like that, that's helpful. So. uh, yeah, I mean, I think the I guess the most exciting thing to watch for is also the least uh, surprising thing, which is just Micah Parsons is a fun player to watch play. He's a fun dude to watch play football. Will he, you know, live up to his draft spot? Like, will he get to the quarterback? And you know, the Giants. I think Daniel Jones. He is elusive, but it it's just fun watching Micah Parsons play. So uh, I, I think it's not the most exciting thing, but. That's what I look forward to watching every time I watch yeah. the Cowboys. Will, will he live up to being the number one IDP selected in most leagues, regardless of format? I've been vehemently against that all year. Well, you know, time to put my feet to the fire here on that one. Um, the reason we don't care about linebacker two in Dallas so much, which if you we're putting a name to it, it most likely is Damon Clark. Um, that's kind of been the the sleeper guy all of season, especially unfortunately with Overshone um, tearing something. Believe he's out for the year, so it seems like Damon Clark kind of fell into that role. Um, but again, the Cowboys play a ton of three safety, so you more so you want Vanderash or uh, Donovan Wilson, Jaron Curse with Malik Hooker kind of playing center field. So it's Curse. Um, and Wilson and Vanderash at the second level of that defense. That's all we kind of really care about. Um, opposite Parsons, you've got a smorgasbord of guys. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, um, Osio Digizua in the middle, the rookie defensive tackle, Mozzie Smith. And I'm trying to think of another defensive end there uh, who's worth anything. Probably no one. Um, do you see a depth chart there? Is there someone besides... Um, Lawrence Armstrong. I thought no, there was Demarcus. Demarcus Lawrence is still oh, there. Oh God, Demarcus Lawrence yeah. is still there, and that's how forgettable he is, right? The aging Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, he's probably solid, but he's not exciting anymore. He's past his prime. Whatever. So I, I will say, if you're listening to this and you still haven't done your draft, like kudos for waiting for the last second. But <laughs> I have, have been doing some ESPN drafts um, with right. IDP, and their ADP is bonkers and their projections are wild to the tune of micah parsons being barely a top 10 guy yeah so uh, obviously we've been we've been hammering the um yeah don't take him 101 for all these reasons and again i i'm in that club right like he's very good but like i don't want to take the first player in any position but i'm in these drafts it's like oh i can get him as you know eight or nine uh, in the wow. list is like, yes, I will do that. So always pay attention to ADP. It's very different, especially on sites where there's not a whole lot of data. Cause like, you know, obviously us IDP folks is a lot of MFL, a lot of, a lot of sleeper, right. Yeah. But ESPN, they have less data to go off of and right. you can, you can find those discrepancies, which is probably too late, but I, I was just floored looking, looking at some of that stuff. Absolutely. Um, for the Giants, uh, there's definitely some things we, we want to pay attention to here. So the defensive line is is pretty straightforward. We're expecting if healthy seasons out of Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau, expecting breakouts there. Uh, the middle is stacked with Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams. Williams, kind of your tackle floor guy. Um, Lawrence, kind of the sack upside but he he does well with tackles as well so that defensive line is stacked nothing much else to worry about there 
linebacker. We've got Isaiah Simmons in the building now. Back to maybe a true linebacker role. Will he play, play safety hybrid? Because next to Xavier McKinney, it's Jason Pinnock, who was a nice little sleeper darling for a few weeks there. But now Simmons coming into the fold. Who knows what's going to happen there? And what the hell is Isaiah Simmons going to actually do there? So um, we had a comment on our last video about, or one of our videos, about the man in the middle, Bobby Okereke. Coming over from Indianapolis, we have him projected as a top 10 guy. We were being questioned on that. You know, someone mentioned he's never averaged more than the LB like 13 in points per game. Well, he played next to Shaq Leonard and Zaire Franklin for his entire career, essentially. That's going to cap your potential for especially big splash plays. So we think that he takes a step forward, gives you an incredible tackle floor, and just opens up the opportunities for more chances at interceptions, forcing fumbles, recovering fumbles, maybe even sacks. I think he had two career career sacks. That's because Shaq Leonard was, was going after him. That's because, you know, they just weren't using him in that role. And now as a, as a middle guy, or he's got it all that, that position all to himself, maybe he has opportunities. So that's, we're just, we're definitely um, being very, bullish on on Bobby O with projections and rankings, but I think it's for good reason with good reasoning behind it. So what do you got on the Giants? Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, and then the glorious thing about the fantasy football space is everyone can have their own opinion. Uh, <laughs> the, the nice thing about Bobby O is like, there's no one else. There's no one else there, right? It's like, there's no one else who's going to take away his stats, right? And, and I know the different scoring formats will highlight different things, but I think his I think he's a pretty safe bet for you know 120 plus combined tackles, which is a great spot to be in. And you want that consistency at the linebacker spot. Uh, but yeah, so you you look at you look at the Giants, and I think you kind of nailed exactly all the things I'm interested in seeing. Like we haven't seen a healthy Aziz Ojolari yet with Kayvon Thibodeau. I think both will help each other succeed. And then Dexter Lawrence had a breakout campaign last year. Um, you, especially in DT required leagues, you like, love to see that. Like that's a great defensive line. So how our offense is going to, you know, try to limit what they can do, right? So a lot of running, uh, try to get through and that's going to help Bobby O and whoever the LB2 is going to be there. Uh, might be Micah McFadden, might be Isaiah Simmons. I'll be interested to see where that, those playing times are there. Uh, and then, yeah, is Xavier McKinney fully healthy, right? Like there was a reason why they wanted to give him the green dot. Uh, I think it was last year. Then he got hurt and people are kind of, it's kind of like one of those, again, post hype, but it's a big name. So maybe it's not post hype, but another one of those players that especially in your more shallow leagues might not have been drafted. He might be one of those guys that's on your waiver wire uh, yeah. that I think could end up being a, a plug and play guy, uh, you know, top 20 guy this year. Excellent. All right. Going to the lines. We've got 46 and a half over under and the Cowboys are road favorites giving three and a half points. Uh, does anything jump out at you on the spread? I God, they're, I don't know how they're so freaking good at all these lines every yeah, week. All these uh, games are tough. <laughs> because the, the Cowboys three and a half, that doesn't make sense. Like the Giants are a pretty good team. It's it's a division game. They always play each other tight. So like my brain's like, of course it has to be the Giants, right? But then the other part of me is like, ah, oh, but the Giants. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I always do. Then I'm gonna take the over. Uh, just hope nice. for a, a, just a, just a good Sunday night game uh, with just yeah. a bunch of points with with some good offenses and 
you know, obviously <laughs> the, the Cowboys defense is, is decent and we don't know what yeah. to expect from the Giants defense, but just give me, just give me the over and we're going to have a good that. time. I love that reasoning. When in doubt, give me the over. Exactly. Um, I like that. I, I would copy it, but I'll, for the sake of, of um, variety, give me, give me the home dogs on this one. Uh, again, with such a small spread, I'm taking Giants money line, but Giants plus the points for sure. Um, I, I like for that game. So, all right, our final game, Monday night, the debut of Aaron Rodgers at home against the Buffalo Bills. I'm so we'll excited. With, I'm I so know, excited this for be this interesting. game. I'm excited for, well, I'll say when we get to the spread, but for IDP purposes on the Bills, we've been talking about it all year. Who's going to play next to Matt Milano? At this point, I mean, I said, I guess I've said before, do we care? We have to sort of care because that role's been productive, but it's been productive with a first round draft pick stud at the helm, not a bunch of basically nobodies. And Tyrell Dodson, Terrell Renard, Christian Kirksey's on board. So I think for week one, everybody has come to the conclusion that it's Tyrell Dodson. But let's be very clear. That job is not safe. So, yeah, it might be Tyrell Dodson week one, but who knows after that? Could be Kirksey. If Dodson stinks, could be Bernard. If they stink, could be Dorian Williams. Like, this is not safe. And, again, that's why I say do we care because this could just be a, you know, a carousel of names all year long. So go with that and then let me know if you got anything else for the Bills. Yeah, I mean, we we think that's the biggest spot of question marks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that, that's why I'm so high on Jordan Poyer. So seeing ah. if that plays out uh, where they kind of utilize him in a spot because he's been a, a proven tackler, tackler for a while. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in that defensive line. Like, does big Greg Rousseau yeah. make any any more strides? Right we, we I think Von Miller is out. Is he yeah. on the pup? So, but so there, there there's question. opportunity. There's opportunity there uh, yeah. for someone uh to to step up like is that an aj uh epinesa is that leonard floyd is that shaq lawson right like there's a lot of opportunities there on the bills defense because we expect the bills defense uh to be you know right pretty pretty decent um so there's a lot of a lot of those sort of questions we expect them to be good uh this game is going to be fascinating too against the jets because like i'm I'm trying to think of what the game the game script is going to be from the jets side they have two kind of healthy running backs who we expect to be a nice two-headed monster yeah. in Dalvin Cook and Breeze Hall, but it's hard. It seems like both of them are going to be on a play count, which I think is actually going to be what it's going to be for them because they're both really good. Like they're both in the pitch right. count. It's like no, they're not. They're just going to be splitting touches, you know, uh, until yeah. Breeze Hall is fully healthy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. It, it just should just be a, a fun, a fun game. Yeah. The only other name I'll drop is Taylor Rapp. Uh, the safety was brought over from the Rams. I think we could see more three safety sets with the Bills this year because of the lack of talent uh, for that linebacker two spot slash one because Milano sort of uh, he's not a uh, he's not a true inside middle linebacker i don't think um so i think taylor rap can see a lot of playing time early um so yeah that's just a little a little name i would drop for deeper leagues to pay attention to as well on the jet side idp um i think the linebackers are set between mosley and quincy williams so two solid options there top 15 12 guy in mosley a top potentially uh 36 to 24 guy in Williams. Um, 
the, the defensive backfield, you know, I think Sauce Gardner put the league on notice last year. So we think DJ Reed could be an awesome cornerback uh, play for most of the year because, you know, they're not going to be targeting Sauce as much uh, this year. And then at safety, you've got Jordan Whitehead penciled in, but is it Adrian Amos? Is it uh, is it Tony Adams? I believe is another name there that uh, I know on M- if you go on MFL, they're projecting him uh, to have some pretty high IDP score. So we're going to see how that shakes out. And then of course you've got the defensive line rotation. Of course, Quentin Williams is the stud. We're going to see what Carl Lawson's role is this year. Jermaine Johnson. And my guy, Will McDonald, along with John Franklin Myers. So there's just a host of names on the defensive line there. Unsure how that's going to shake out. It's terrifying as a Patriots fan. Like In the first three weeks, <laughs> we're going to have to face. Uh, I want to see who we're playing the week after we play y'all. Uh, because we play we play the, oh, the Dolphins. Great. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, oh, our first four weeks are the Eagles, <laughs> Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys. Like I said, our offensive line is supposedly terrible, and all of these defensive lines are sick. But we're talking about the Jets, right? Uh, That's what I'm mostly interested in seeing. Like, is it a rotation? Like, I think there's a chance, Mm -hmm. which I know there's a lot of hype for them, and people don't like people with hype, and I'm especially one of those two. But I think this defensive line can be what the Eagles were last year, where you kind of have, you know, just a stable of guys that all – you know, don't necessarily get the playtime that you'd expect to have double digit mm-hmm. sacks, but we'll look up at the end of the year. It's like, Oh, there they all went. They all went off. Yeah. Um, So I think this is a, a great, I mean, I mean, Josh Allen is another noted quarterback that he's maybe not slippery, but he doesn't go down. Like he, he will get rid of. So I, I don't know if I think we're going to have to be more looking into pressures in this one than necessarily mm-hmm. actual sack totals, but good call. But but this defense is crazy, and I guess the only question I have uh, is Jamian Sherwood, uh, okay. who is a, a a way definitely way deeper uh, <laughs> sort of sleeper uh, or or player for really deeper leagues. But right. uh, he kind of hasn't done a whole lot in his first. I think this is his third year. Um, but he's slated to be a starter. Like there there are some snaps there other than those studs. So interested to see if he ends up doing anything that's relevant uh, in, in these in these games and. But other than that, I think this defense is just again the defensive line is yeah. insane, defensive backfield is insane, uh, the linebackers are insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just insane. <laughs> it's gonna be a very tough defense, which is gonna be interesting for these line totals. So we've got the Bills on the road as favorites, giving two and a half points, and then the over-under at uh 46 and a half. Uh, anything scream out to you there? I am going to uh i guess buy the hype on the jets uh because it, i don't know it, it's their home opener that that crowd yeah. is home dogs love with rogers i mean that defense is insane like we've yeah. seen what that offense can be without a real quarterback in zach wilson and it's not good but yeah. you know I'll, I'll go with the hard knocks hype like like he they, like rogers is still a good quarterback he's not what he once was but he's really good they they kind of did the jets did what the packers uh never did granted before they got rogers but you look at that offense from from the running backs to the wide receivers to everyone like garrett wilson's different like alan Lazard yeah. is, is you know good like that i don't know it's just, i i feel like this jets team can do it and I think it starts here because the Bills have kind of been on the descent, right? Like you don't have like to me, uh, like they they had their moment, I think, and I think that moment is is gone because they're aging, they're not young, 
and I think the Jets just put everyone sort of on notice, uh, as you sort of said, just week one, boom, Monday night, Jets win. Excellent. So you're you're taking the points then. I'm taking Jets plus two and a half because okay. we're not doing money line, but I would do I would take them money line. Basically, that's what we're saying. Yeah. When, when you take an underdog with that small of a spread, then I think uh I think we're essentially um talking money line there. So um okay, my I'm going uh, I'm fit uh, I'm opposite. I'm fading Rogers, I'm fading hard cool. knocks, I'm going Bills. Given the points minus two and a half, uh, I love that we're on opposite sides of this stuff. It's it's what you know. It, I think it makes for great content here. So yeah, I think uh, um, I just think that there we saw some struggles on hard knocks and just practice, not even real games. And this Bills defense is really good, so that's why I'm going to take them laying uh, laying the two and a half. So. Um, all right, that was an awesome episode. Uh, super long i'm sorry matt keeping you this long oh, i know good. we were planning to go shorter but that's okay i think we we gave the people some great information um leading into the year guys we're right away right near week one so the only you know for the bulk of the off season all of our articles have been uh you know free to read we're going to have at least two this year that are going to be behind paywalls so the only and that's going to be game previews with uh, start sit um, projections and, and advice being given, as well as game reviews, which are going to include our waivers, um, all for IDP. So those are you're going to have to be a subscriber to get access to those. So uh, we're, we've launched some amazing tools, uh, snap counts by team. Uh, we're going to have points, uh, points against by position for offense and IDP. So you know, playing the Texans. How much points are they giving up to the linebackers this year? We're going to have that tool for you in season, ready to go. Um, our custom scoring tool where you plug in your scoring settings, we spit out uh, finishes based on our projections. That's going to be both season long and week to week. So we're going to have that tool for you. Uh, historical stats on offense and defense uh, as far as uh, just you were trying to look up trends over the years. We're going to have those stats available to you. And then, as I mentioned before, uh, weekly projections for both IDP and offense. So our moniker here at the IDP guys is we've got offense too. So we are your one-stop shop, the only place covering both offense and defense to the level of expertise and detail that we do here at the IDP guys for your dynasty leagues, your redraft leagues, whatever you need, we got you. You hop into the Discord, you watch our Start Sit show Sunday mornings. So that's the next show we're going to plug for you here live on Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern. Come hop on for Start Sits. If you have questions before then, even if you're not a subscriber, drop your questions on Twitter, either in our DMs or just shoot us an at tweet. Uh, make sure we see it. You can tag myself, Dynasty Santa, and or uh, Matt here at MRecord21 on X Twitter. Uh, also, our guy, Mike Sicoli helping us out running the social account. So that's uh, Michael double underscore Sicoli on X uh, and Twitter. So Matt, for the people that are interested in becoming a subscriber, we have a code for them. It's called the IDP plus pod. That's plus sign pod. How much does that get, get them a discount this year? As a oh, subscriber? you get a, you get a solid 10% off. Oh, that's, that's, that's some free money. And the fact that we're going to be helping you win money. 
like man yeah. Yeah, get in there, get in the Discord. Like, if you like uh, hitting it up with us, you know, in in the comments, you should really. And this Discord's only for subscribers. You get instant right. access to not only us two, but everyone on the IDP guys staff, which is a huge tool, especially when it comes to those start sit questions, uh, waiver wire things. Like, we have a really great growing community full of awesome people that are all just wanting to help everyone sort of win. So check it out and like and subscribe to this video. Dang it, it helps the channel out, uh, helps us out, and. It, it's just just a nice thing to do absolutely thank you everyone for tuning in this is our week one and you'll be hearing lots more from us um all season long so uh, let's enjoy some football baby absolutely are you ready for some football all right thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you soon